everybody, and welcome to the 8th edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer, the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this eighth edition of the 1853 podcast, we'll meet Penny McVeigh. She's affectionately known as Penny the Omelet Lady by Monmouth students as well as hundreds of Monmouth alumni. We'll also learn about the labyrinth that was installed this summer behind the Presbyterian House, and we'll chat with Monmouth women's basketball coach Kyle Wilson. His Fighting Scots began official practice last weekend as they prepare for their November 15 season opener. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we visit with this week's guest, I want to tell you about a few events coming up at Monmouth College. The paintings of Philadelphia artist Al Gurry are currently on display in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery of Hughes Library. Titled Painting, the Poetry of Observation, the exhibit is on display through November 4, and a reception for Al Gurry will be held from 2 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, October 28. Al Gurry will have a gallery talk that day at 3 in the afternoon. The exhibit, reception, and talk are all free and open to the public. A big thanks to art professor Brian Ball for coordinating what's been a great exhibit. Speaking of art, there's new artwork on display this year in the lobby of Wallace Hall. The work is by several very talented young Monmouth alumni, and it's definitely worth a visit if you haven't been over to Wallace Hall lately. A big thanks to art professor Stacy Lotz as well as First Lady Loby Stone for organizing and coordinating that wonderful project that showcases student and alumni talent. You can read more about both exhibits in the news section of the Monmouth College website. And of course, that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Now that students and faculty are back from fall break, attention is now focused on Monmouth's fast approaching 92nd homecoming weekend. And for the first time in more than 40 years, homecoming weekend will be held in conjunction with the Turkey Bowl. This year's homecoming will be November 3 through November 5. We'll have more information about homecoming in next week's podcast. For now, for more information about homecoming weekend, check it out on the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash homecoming. And finally, a shout out to two Monmouth professors who contributed to two great lectures this week, Ken Kramer and Jonathan Coley. Both professors were responsible for two great talks that were given on Tuesday, Ken helped bring 1998 Monmouth graduate Dr. Jennifer Cameron to give the annual Donald B. McMullen Lecture in Biology. Jonathan was responsible for bringing scholar Benjamin Zeller to campus. He gave a fascinating talk about the religious cult Heaven's Gate. The two talks are a great example of the kind of outstanding co-curricular events that are held throughout the school year here at Monmouth College. It's been said that you've got to crack a few eggs in order to make an omelet, and Monmouth staff member Penny McVeigh has cracked thousands of eggs during her career at Monmouth College. 
Penny, who works in the dining center in the Stockdale Student Center, has made omelets for Monmouth students, faculty, and staff since 2008. She reckons that she's averaged about 110 omelets a day, and if you're keeping score at home, that translates into more than 165,000 homemade omelets over the last nine school years. Earlier this month, Penny McVeigh was honored for her outstanding service to Mama's students. She was recently named a recipient of the prestigious Ring of Stars Award, which is presented by Aramark, the company that runs Mama's Food Service. The Ring of Stars Award is given to only 200 of Airmark's more than 240,000 worldwide employees for demonstrating outstanding customer service. Penny received the Ring of Stars Award at an Airmark gathering out in Phoenix. And at the Monmouth Lawrence University football game at April Zorn Memorial Stadium, Penny was honored by the Associated Students of Monmouth College, the college's student government. I caught up with Penny during halftime of that game, where she told me that she does more than serve up omelets to Mama's students. Oh, all these students are just like my grandkids. Uh, I, each individual one comes in, we have a chit chat, doesn't matter how long the line is. Um, I love serving the students, I like to hear how their day's going, plus I really enjoy cooking. I love cooking for my kids and my grandkids and a few of them are taking up the art of making omelets in our family <laughs> so you never know we may monmouth has played a big part in penny's family one of her great-grandmothers cooked at the college in the 1940s and three of her children and one of her grandchildren have also worked in the dining center penny says there are a few simple rules when it comes to making a quality omelet cut your vegetables small and your meats have a warm skillet to start with and also a lot of tender loving care. As Penny says, she doesn't only cook comfort food for students, she also tries to comfort students while she's cooking their food. Some of them come in, they're, they're getting ready for an exam and it's a tough exam, so we, I let them talk about it and give them encouragement and you know, I tell them food for thought. Penny says she not only enjoys cooking for Monmouth students, she also enjoys hearing from Monmouth alumni who she's cooked for during their time as a student at the college. I cry, but it really touches my heart because each one of these kids touch my heart. I have alumni coming back from years back and they come into the cafeteria just to visit, let me know how they're doing, what they've accomplished in life. That means a lot to me. In addition to preparing students an omelet every morning, Penny says she's also given a few students a cookbook before they graduate from the college. Well, some of the students, especially when they're a senior, they're kind of apprehensive on cooking and how much food costs. So I try to give them tips, like five ingredient cookbooks, simple, easy things. That's Penny the Omelet Lady, Penny McVeigh. She's one of the outstanding cooks in the dining room of Monmouth Stockdale Student Center. Penny's also the recent recipient of the prestigious Ring of Stars Award. There's a story about her on the Monmouth College website, which of course is at monmouthcollege.edu. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. 
We still might be in the middle of the fall sports season, but college basketball practices are already officially underway. Official practice began on Sunday, October 15, for the Monmouth men's and women's basketball teams. That's exactly one month before the start of the Monmouth women's basketball season. The Fighting Scots opened their 2017-18 season on November 15 in Glenny Gymnasium when the Vikings of Augustana College come calling. This will be Kyle Wilson's third season as head coach of Monmouth women's basketball. His Fighting Scots might have five seniors on the roster this season, but Kyle says it will nevertheless still be a very young team. Very young. Yes, we have five seniors that have had some experience playing the last two years. Um, but if we're going to compete at the top of the league, we have to have our freshman and sophomore class really step up. And, and that's where the majority of our talent is. Um, so those are the kids that are, we're going to have to bring along fairly quickly here in these four weeks before we get started. Uh, and then even into the, to November or December and into the first part of January, which is really the first part of our conference schedule. Once we get that going, uh, I'm really excited to see what these kids can achieve. Since they have arrived on Monmouth's campus back in August, Kyle says he's helped his freshmen understand the adjustments they need to make in order to compete on the college level. I think the best thing for us is we've been able to work with our kids now for about eight or nine weeks in our preseason conditioning and, and in the weight room. And that right there alone is a huge adjustment for our kids. And most of them probably come out of high school programs that do very little, if any, uh, strength conditioning. So getting them to adjust to that, and that's really their first taste of, you know, wow, this is a different level than what I'm used to, even if they played at a fairly high level at the, in the high school. Um, you know, so if, as long as we can continue to, to build on what they've done over those eight or nine weeks, um, that transition, yes, there is definitely going to be some transition aspects to it once we start getting into November and start playing games. Um, but they've already got the biggest part of it, and that's the strength aspect. Uh, now we have four weeks to kind of develop them and, and get them used to the, the physicality of the game and the quickness with the shot clock that most of them aren't used to and those sorts of things. So I think they're, they're well on their way to transitioning to the, to the level that they need to be. And Kyle says that building chemistry will be a big key for this year's Fighting Scots. That's where his upperclassmen have a very important role to play. And we spent a lot of time last March and April talking to the, our returners about how, hey, they're going to have to embrace this this group of seven kids coming in. And if we're going to be successful moving forward, they really have to buy into these kids and really develop those relationships. And, you know, we really got on them early and said, hey, let's let's work on these kids in June and July before they ever get to campus. Let's at least build some type of, of relationship, whether it's through text or Snapchat or, or those sorts of different social media platforms that we could, you know, start to getting to know each other instead of it's just a name or a face on a piece of paper. Uh, and then as we got back in August, we really said, hey, you need to spend a lot more time getting to know these. Don't just feel like you have to go out as five seniors and, and do stuff together. You know, when you go out and do something, grab one or two of the freshmen or one of our transfers and bring them in. And I think that's really been the biggest part of it this fall is we spent a lot more time getting to, know, to getting our upperclassmen to understand, hey, you have to know these kids before you can kind of correct what they're doing on the floor or kind of give them advice before they'll actually take it. You have to have that relationship and that trust. Um, so that's been something we've really spent a lot of time with our returners and our, and our juniors and our seniors, making sure that they understand that as we go forward. And just as his players constantly learn and grow, Kyle says the same has been true for him as head coach, especially after working for 10 years as an assistant coach before coming to Monmouth 
in the 2015-16 season. The last three years, I've learned a lot more than I learned in those first 10 years. You know, you, you move one chair down on the bench and you don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but I've definitely learned a lot. Um, it's more not necessarily the X's and O's of things. Of course, we're developing and, and progressing there, but it's been a more the management of people and, and running the program and more the administrative side of things. And that's been, it's definitely had a huge learning curve. Um, you know, so we've definitely had some growing pains as we've gone through year one and year two, but uh, year three this year, I think we're, we feel a lot more comfortable in what we're doing. We're a lot more confident in what we're doing. Um, and, uh, and hopefully that transitions to the play on the floor and we're more successful that way. Um, I think our kids already do a really good job off the floor in terms of, you know, being a positive community members and also taking care of their their academic responsibilities, but now we need to start transitioning that over to, to success on the floor as well. That's Monmouth College women's basketball coach Kyle Wilson. His Fighting Scots tip off their 2017-18 season on November 15 in Glenny Gymnasium. You can follow Kyle Wilson on Twitter at ScotsCoachKW. You can follow Monmouth College women's basketball on Twitter at ScotsWHoops. And you can follow all Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. To keep up with all things Fighting Scots related, don't forget to check in early and often to the Monmouth College Athletics website. And that address is monmouthscots.com. This is also the time in the podcast when we remind you of the myriad of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College on social media. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat. That address is This Is Monmouth. And don't forget also to check out Monmouth on Spotify. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast and I'm your host Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Monmouth College's summer opportunity for intellectual activity is a three-week period of intensive undergraduate research before the start of the school year. The summer's edition of the Summer Opportunity for Intellectual Activity, or SOFIA as it's also known, included one of the more interesting student research projects, the building of a labyrinth behind the college's Presbyterian House at 815 East Broadway. The project came about through the work of freshman Rihanna Shank of Hampshire, Illinois. Rihanna was involved in the elementary education track of Sophia last summer, and she said that eventually led her to research and study labyrinths. Rihanna said she didn't know a lot about labyrinths before she came to Monmouth this summer. Um, I didn't really know anything about the labyrinths, um, but we were talked about mosaics and mazes and Celtic knots and um, all that, so... Um, I was involved with that before, I had a little interest, but it was nice getting to know the labyrinth. One of the people Rihanna and her classmates consulted was Kelly Quinn of Western Illinois University. Kelly's been building labyrinths for about 15 years. As Kelly points out, walking a labyrinth is a good way to relax. A labyrinth in a nutshell is a single path uh, to a center that you walk and it's circuitous, meaning it looks like you're getting to the center, but sometimes you're put out on a different path. There are no choices, there are no dead ends, it's not the same as a maze, there's no way to get lost. And it's a path that people walk to relax and sometimes to meditate. 
Mammoth Labyrinth, which was dedicated in September, was built by Rihanna and four other freshmen, two student mentors from Sophia, and two Mammoth professors. Rihanna said that a trip to nearby Macomb helped the group figure out what kind of labyrinth they wanted to create at Mammoth. We thought about it for about a week, um, doing research and planning out the labyrinth, and then at the end of the week we visited um, Kelly's Labyrinth in Macomb, and um, the week after that, on Monday, we started this labyrinth, and it took about a week. Rihanna said that curiosity was a driving theme behind the creation of Mammoth's Labyrinth. Um, one of the main things that we focused on was curiosity and building it um, back up from how it was killed in uh, curiosity was killed in elementary education. So we kind of discovered how to gain curiosity back and how to be creative. So the labyrinth really taught us um, how to like go get something if we want to create something that we think of and not just research it. We actually have to do hands-on activities to get our curiosity back. As Kelly Quinn explained, Mammoth's Labyrinth is based on a pattern that is several thousand years old. Yes, this one is a classic Seven Circuit or Cretan Labyrinth. Uh, this design's about 4,000 years old, uh, and it follows the path of the planet Mercury in retrograde throughout the year. It makes this same pattern, which is why they're so ubiquitous. And Rihanna said that walking a labyrinth for the first time was a special experience for her and her classmates. So we all walked it together, all seven of us, and we actually, it was a great experience for us. We were all um, connected in a way that we hadn't connected before throughout the week prior. So it was kind of a like community building activity that we really enjoyed. Rihanna said it was especially nice to unplug while she and her classmates worked on the labyrinth and then walked it. It was actually really nice to get off of social media, put the phone down, and have that connection with that group of people that we were initially assigned with, but it was kind of a blessing that we all got the connection together, that we really came out here and just focused on what we wanted to accomplish, and it was nice to accomplish that together instead of just through social media doing nothing. <laughs> That's Monmouth freshman Rana Shank of Hampshire, Illinois, you also heard from Kelly Quinn of Western Illinois. They were among the group behind the creation of the labyrinth on Mama's campus, and it's located behind the Presbyterian House at 815 East Broadway. It's a great space to check out during these waning days of autumn. Looking ahead, the next week's 1853 podcast will preview Mama's 92nd homecoming weekend, We'll also meet 1998 Monmouth graduate Dr. Jennifer Cameron, and we'll also check in with what's going on in Monmouth College Athletics. That's going to be a 30 for this eighth edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. Music